welcome and thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the Use Me Project. This week, the encouraging word will come from Pastor Michelle Cheresnik. Hey, this is Pastor Michelle. Today is Sunday, November 7th, 2021 the beginning of Daylight Savings Time. And I just thought I would mark the day because it seems like this year is flying by. But I do think the older I get, the faster they go. So this is our eighth podcast, still in the newbie role, learning how to edit and learning how to post and cut and put music in so from week to week it might sound a little different still and right now you actually may hear Grover uh, my great Pyrenees barking in the back or Otis my St. Bernard howling and and that's okay because these imperfections are part of real life and they're part of real ministry and it's like we're hanging out together uh, we're hanging out in the studio together, and there there can't always be this perception that we're trying to reach perfection because we can't, you know? Um, so welcome. I'm glad you are here, and thank you for listening in. Um, and because I am a newbie, if you are somebody who is more experienced than I am in podcasting, I would love it. If you would share some tips with me, the easiest way to reach out to me is probably going to be Instagram or Facebook or old school email. You can email me at theusemeproject at gmail.com. So I'm kind of going to summarize where we've been in the previous weeks. I started out sharing dreams and my dream from the Lord to start this podcast that he was going to raise up in me a new ministry. And it would require me to be very vulnerable about my relationships, um, my relationship with my family, my husband, and um, with my Lord. And like most of you, well, maybe I'm assuming here, I don't know, I struggle, especially with family relationships. I struggle with where and how I belong. And if I can be transparent, maybe I just want to belong. And I don't know how that fits in. I never really felt like I have. I know that I am loved. I know my mom and my dad love me. But I didn't always feel that way. And I didn't always allow myself to receive love. Not not love that was healthy or, or love that made me feel secure or love that I felt was unconditional. And that feeling, if you will, or that lack of feeling kind of leaks into all the other relationships and it did in all relationships in my life. So I shared in my last recording that I had found out in my teens that I was adopted by my father and how that shook me. I felt betrayed and I was angry and confused and that unknown 
of who my real, and I've got air quotes here, real father was, was all consuming. And prior to the internet days, all that we had were public libraries. And I would head to our city library as often as I could, and I would scour through phone books of random cities, hoping that a name would pop off a page and that I would supernaturally know that's my dad. Well, of course, that didn't happen, but it didn't stop me from seeking and searching just hours and hours of time looking. And I didn't even know his name. I didn't know his first name. I kind of knew where he lived, but I didn't know who he was. But I looked and looked and looked. And the more I looked, the more I needed to find out who he was. And I didn't know what I was going to do if I ever found him. And I didn't know if he knew about me or if he would love me or want me. And those were feelings that walked with me through middle school and high school and college and young adulthood. And they shaped how I lived, how I acted and, and what I did. And I felt unwanted. And because I didn't feel wanted, I sought out attention and affection and friendships from anyone who would want me or want to be friends with me. I was not very discerning or very discriminating. I didn't have any self-worth. So if someone wanted to be with me or wanted to be my friends, hey, that was a great day. I didn't really know how to make friends or to keep friends. And I didn't want anyone to get too close to me because then you would start to see all of my imperfections. And I was all about pretending to be perfect. I also never wanted to be too good at anything. I never wanted to be a star or the star. I always wanted to be the second, never the first. I never wanted to be the lead in any of the musicals that I was in or in any of the groups I sang with. That was too much pressure. I always wanted to be number two. I have this crazy, awesome giftedness to sing, but you know, it never it never brought me joy. It made me scared to death that someone would make me be in the front and the leader of something. And I could sing and I could sing in front of people and I could sing solos, but please don't make me the decision maker or the leader or even put that title on me. Just let me stand next in line right behind the leader and I am good to go. Well, I had to work through that. I had to work hard to get through that, and, and I'm still working on it. I find myself many times not stepping up to share ideas or to take the lead when that is where God has put me. So let me tell you a little bit more about this journey. My bio dad and I really connected when I was in my 40s, uh, right around 44, somewhere around there. And I have to tell you, I just absolutely love him. I love his imperfections, his laugh. When he laughs, the sunshine is brighter. But I didn't always feel that way. And there are days I have to remember that I love him and that it's okay for me to love him. 
even when other people in my family don't understand why I do. And that's okay too. I don't need my family's permission to love my dad. But for a long time, I really felt like I needed to. Man, family dynamics are so messed up. So meeting my biological dad and meeting his family didn't exactly fill the void that I had to find out who I was. It just didn't. In fact, after meeting my dad, the void just became bigger. The longing to find out who I belonged to became even more overwhelming. So I did a DNA test. I don't know what I was expecting, but I can say it was a total waste of $99. I jumped on to one of those family tree sites and started trying to connect my DNA to long-lost relatives. And you know what I found? Rejection, suspicion, no family connection. This longing I had to find out who I was related to, who I belonged to. I reached out to people who were cousins and cousins of cousins, desperate to have this family. And I found some skeletons and some secrets, but I did find some history and some interesting facts. I was desperate to belong. And it seemed like the more I looked and the harder I tried, the harder it got and the emptier I felt. So I stopped. I stopped searching all the sites. And I looked at my family tree with the branches that went this way and that. And I saw pictures of relatives I would never meet who've gone on before me. And the names of those who will never want to meet me. And I had to count the real cost. What did, what did I really find? And I had to dig deep and ask myself, why? Why was putting all this energy and all, all this effort, why was I doing that? Why was this so important? And what I found is that I had a hole. I had a hole in my life and in my heart, in my relationships, in my ministry. And this hole was getting bigger and bigger. And I was the one tossing things into this hole. I was feeding the hole. I was giving the, the hole my joy and my peace and security and self-worth. I was throwing love into it relationships and the more energy and effort I put into this this finding out who I was stuff the emptier I became and the more confused about myself I became why why and when I started asking myself why I had to be okay with the answers and I had to be okay with the truth. And the truth is, the honest truth, no one will love me as much as Jesus. 
No one will love my brokenness as much as Jesus. No one will be as patient with me as Jesus. And no one will love me as perfectly as Jesus. And I can't love anyone as perfectly as he does. And this took so much pressure off. The knowing I couldn't love anyone as perfectly as he does helped me set boundaries and helped me make safe spaces for myself. And I learned to say no and not feel guilty. And I could say no and not feel selfish. And when I learned to recognize that Jesus loves me in my brokenness, I learned to love my broken self. And I may never be unbroken this side of glory. But because of the cross, because of the one who went to the cross, my brokenness is beautiful. And it is not only beautiful, it is useful and purposeful. The end of this family search. I thought it was such a waste of time and I was frustrated and I thought it was meaningless. But I found something. I rediscovered something I already had. A relationship with my Heavenly Father. And I found him waiting for me at the end of this search, just waiting patiently. The one who knew me before the beginning of time. Who called me into existence. Who knows the number of hairs on my head. He's numbered my days. The one who sat with me in the loneliness and in the longing. The ones whose plans for me I could not squander. All this seeking and searching for my family and for my dad. And I found myself sitting with God. Just sitting. Because he was the father that never left me. And regardless of my DNA findings, I belong to him. And that will never change. He created the universe. And he created me. And when I fall short, he covers me. And when I think I'm not enough, he reminds me that I am appointed. That I am called. That I am anointed. That I am royalty. And when I struggle, he reminds me that he is right here to take my load. He is love, perfect love. Love this perfect can only come from a perfect God, a perfect father. Love so perfect that it can cast out all of my fears. When you truly allow God in, when you truly allow God into that secret place in your heart, the one that we hide, you will no longer ever, ever need to feel afraid of failing or falling short or not being enough. God chooses to love you every day, even when you forget to choose him. He will never stop loving you, no matter what you have done, no matter what you do. Loving and trusting people is hard, and it's risky. 
especially if you've been hurt before. Psalm 36 verses 5 through 7 says, Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice is like the ocean depths. You care for people and animals alike, O Lord. How precious is your unfailing love, O God Almighty. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. If you are struggling in your relationships, it may be because you are struggling in your relationship with God. We can't love people well until we've been introduced to the author of love. If you do not know him, please, please reach out to me and I would be so honored to introduce you. He is amazing. His words are perfect and true. All my love to you and I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Use Me Project. We would love to connect with you. For more information, you can log on to our website, theusemeproject.com, which has a link to all of our social media platforms. And you can also join Pastor Michelle on Friday mornings at 6 a.m. as she'll be live on Facebook leading a Bible study through the book of Isaiah. And you can join us next time for more encouragement from the Use Me Project.